Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast hosted by my friend Amy Porterfield and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. With a focus on online business, including digital courses, list building, social media, content, and webinars, every episode of Online Marketing Made Easy is designed to get you more results with a whole lot less stress. Here are some great episodes to check out right now. Six fun strategies for a quick cash injection. On this episode, you'll learn how to invest in your business while having the extra cash on hand to make it happen. How to host a live virtual event that will wow your audience. On that episode, you can learn how you can pull off a live virtual event like a pro and why memberships are the future of online. Learn how to determine what kind of membership is best for your business, the recent changes memberships have faced, and what that means for you. If you are needing to break down big ideas and strategies into actionable step-by-step processes, listen to Online Marketing Made Easy wherever you get your podcasts. Here's what kills most successful businesses, and you heard me right. What kills most successful businesses is the dreaded S-curve. That's where I found myself six years ago. The company was doing extremely well, but I found myself running the business rather than doing what I do best, which is content creation, creating frameworks, writing books. So I had to figure out a way to scale up and create these systems and processes. I bring all of that up because if you have got to professionalize your operation, if you've got to get a management and productivity system in place that will allow you to scale your business and get back to what you do best, get back into your sweet spot, this is your episode. And with that, I want to welcome you to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. This is the only podcast that coaches you through a six-step plan to grow your small business. We do that by helping you build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership. The body is your overhead. The right engine is your marketing. The left engine is your sales. The wings are your products and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, we help business owners like you optimize their airplane. I'm your host, Donald Miller, and today it is just you and me, and we're going to talk about this big, bloated body of your airplane. If I would have heard this episode six years ago, I truly believe my company would be twice, we would have grown twice as fast if I would have discovered this six years ago, because so much of my personal time was spent trying to solve these problems. If you have a body of your airplane that is too bloated and too heavy, your airplane is going to crash. It's just going to crash. And when you say, well, where does overhead come from? Is it those you know, those credit card bills, the the subscriptions that you don't need. Is it? Yeah, it's all that stuff. That's about 2% of it. The other 98% of your your overhead gets bloated on labor. Even if you are a solopreneur, you are the one taking the most money out of the company. So if you want an airplane to be lean, if you want to lean out your overhead, the best way to do it is either to decrease the amount of labor, your labor costs, or, and this is what I recommend, make your labor much more productive. And it all depends on two things, who you hire and whether or not they know what their job is and they will know what the expectations are. The return you get on that investment depends on whether or not you are running a management and productivity system. And that is what you need to get out of that second dip in the S-curve. It goes up when the entrepreneur starts the business. It goes down when the entrepreneur realizes they've got to manage this business. And then it goes back up again when they implement systems and processes. And so that's where they get the term S-curve. 
The idea is this, and it took us years as a company to figure this out. And I'm going to help you understand what we figured out and save you from all those years of mistakes and all that money that we spent. You can run your company on five meetings. You can run your company on five meetings. You can have five meetings, and they happen at different times. Some of them are once a week. Some of them are every day. But there's five different meetings that you have as a company and it runs your company. Okay, let me stop you because I know one thing that you're probably thinking is, Don, I can't add five meetings. I'm in meeting overload as it is. All right, the five meetings actually replace almost all of the meetings that you're currently having, right? And they're also predictable. You know exactly when they're going to happen because their routine every single week looks exactly the same. So you can now predict when you're going to have free time, when you're going to be able to have meetings, when you're going to be able to get some creative deep work done, all that kind of stuff because you have a routine, a recurring routine of meetings that is predictable that replace all other meetings. I think you'll be cutting your meetings in half by literally by 50% if you incorporate these five meetings. And, and not only that, every team member will know what they're supposed to do, what their department is supposed to do, what the overall priorities of the organization are. I've always said that I think company morale, business morale, team member morale goes up when people know what story it is that you're trying to live as a company and what role they play in that story. And this series of team meetings is going to allow you to make every person on your team feel listened to, understood, and a valuable part of the team. They're also going to get the coaching and the encouragement they need through these meetings. So the first meeting is an all-staff meeting. It's the one that you're probably already doing. Now, in the all-staff meeting, if you're getting together and you're just saying, hey, what do we need to work on? What's going on? Uh you know, let's do some shout outs. Who, who, who's, who, who should we encourage? Who did a great job? Those are great things. But I think that your all staff meeting needs to be more structured. Here's what I would recommend. Immediately, immediately in the all staff meeting, you actually read the mission statement by saying this year or this in, within two years, we're going to accomplish these three economic objectives. The entire business over and over needs to hear where we are planning on heading financially. These can, these can change, by the way. Those economic objectives can change, you know, not very often, but you need to be able to say, you know, if you're a pet store, we're going to sell, you know, 10,000 units of dog food, 8,000 units of cat food, and we're going to upsell people to our subscription service for dog and cat food. Those are the three things that we're going to focus on in order to grow this business, even though we have thousands of products. Those are the three main things that we're going to focus on to grow this business. Everybody on your team needs to know that. Next thing that, you, that happens in your all-staff meeting is you have what we call department updates. So you choose three different departments to give an update. If you have six employees, you choose three different people to give an update. But if it's departments, you're going to have marketing share one week along with uh, design and development along with customer service. And the week after that, you're going to have content creation. I'm thinking of my team, right? You're going to have social media share. You're going to have maybe somebody from leadership share. But what does that meeting do for you? Okay, it does a few things. One, it reminds everybody that this is an economic organization, it's a business, and we're in this business to make money, and here's the three ways we're trying to make money. Then the department heads all get to talk, they get to be seen and heard, they get to share with everybody else what's going on in the organization, but they also defend how what they're doing is leading to these three economic objectives. So the, the main focus of the leadership meeting is to every week, Monday morning, 10 a.m., to say, here's where we're going financially. Here's where we're going financially. Here's where we're going financially. 
and we're going to you know we're going to accomplish these things by serving our customers and serving them extremely well. Now let's hear from marketing on what they're doing to help us meet these objectives. Now let's hear from the content team on what they're doing to help us meet these objectives. Now let's hear from a customer service. So every week, different departments, and let's say you have nine departments. Well, every three weeks, one of them is going to be reporting. So you have this incredible involvement and engagement, right? Rather than an all-team meeting, which is usually just a series of announcements, right? Hey, please don't use the restroom on the second floor. Somebody's going to be there at 2 o'clock today. Also, uh, you know, here's what the Christmas break looks like this week. It's just not, it's not exciting. You know, that stuff is the announcements that you do. I will say this, your all staff meeting, end it with shout outs. And what are shout outs? Shout outs are the chance for everybody to brag on their fellow teammates because that really does increase morale and give people the, the encouragement that they need. Okay, that's meeting number one. You can incorporate that meeting right away. The second meeting is a leadership meeting. So if you're if your all-staff meeting takes place on Monday at 10 a.m., right at 11 a.m., your leadership meeting is going to take place. And it's a once-a-week meeting, right? So you've, you've killed one hour with a meeting with the all-staff. Now you're going to kill your second hour for a week meeting with just your leaders. Now you get to determine who the leaders are. They're, they're your directors. They're your executive vice presidents, whoever they are. And really what you want to do at this leadership meeting is essentially answer a few questions. Uh, what are the big initiatives that are happening this week? Is there anything blocking those initiatives? And who is responsible for completing each task? That's really it. If you can keep it to three big initiatives, I think that's great. You can get to the junk drawer stuff after the three big initiatives, but people have trouble prioritizing more than three. So you can say, uh, yes, inventory is a big initiative. We're going to be doing inventory this week. Also, we've got all the new end caps have to be changed over. And also, uh, we're switching over the ad campaign. I'm thinking of like a retail store. We're switching over the, all, the, all the advertisement and all the shelves and stuff like that. It's going to change. Those are the three big initiatives. For each of those, you would say, is anything blocking us from having a really efficient inventory? Is anything blocking us from changing over all the end caps? Is anything blocking us from changing over the advertising? You answer those questions. And then at the end of that, everybody is completely, you've, you've removed all the roadblocks to get the three big initiatives done. And you can say, okay, is there any catch-all junk drawer stuff uh, that we need to cover? And that is your leadership meeting. That meeting is going to save you five more meetings for the rest of the week. I promise you, because you're going to be meeting about the inventory. Hey, can I get together with you about inventory? Somebody else, hey, can I get together with you about changing the end caps? Hey, listen, uh, you know, the boss, big boss from you know, from corporate wants us to change over all the advertising. Can I talk to you about that? And all of a sudden you're in five meetings that you covered with one meeting. So we're streamlining these operations. The other thing is you decide, or, or maybe your lieutenant decides what those three priorities need to be. Any team that gets three big things done every week, or at least progress on three big things, it's gonna be heck of productive by the end of the year. We all have bad habits, and bad habits tend to find their way into your business, too. How often do you email clients at who knows what o'clock or spend way too much time and money on legacy software that was cutting edge when dial-up was still a thing? Finally, break those bad habits with HubSpot's all-in-one connected CRM platform. It makes it so easy to connect your team's data and systems so you can connect with your customers. Best of all, it's free to get started. 
Right now, you can get 20% off eligible plans by going to HubSpot.com slash Business Made Simple. If you need a CRM, if you need to do this, go to HubSpot.com slash Business Made Simple. Let HubSpot help you break out of your bad business habits so your business is positioned to grow in 2023. Make it happen today. And now back to the show. All right, the next meeting is the personal priority speed check. Personal priority speed check is a meeting that if you own the company or you're running the company, you're not in this meeting. This is a meeting between directors and their direct reports. So let's say you have a director of marketing and they have three people on their team. The director of marketing is going to have three different meetings. Each of them, by the way, is 15 minutes or less. So you're only taking 45 minutes of your marketing director's time because they only have three people on their team. You know, if they've got eight people on their team, it's going to take two hours of their time. But these are 15-minute meetings. And in these meetings, you're standing up. It's a speed check. You're going to do this really quick. You're going to talk about the department's priorities. you got the, the company priorities, whatever those three economic priorities are, that you want to list those out. Then you say, okay, if those are our three economic priorities, what are the department's priorities? Now, even that part of this meeting is affirming the fact that we're all on the same page about what's important. Because if they come to you and say, well, here's what I think the top priorities of the department are, and they're not your top priorities, we got a problem. And we can solve that problem right there in the room. The next question is, what are your personal priorities? So the person that you're meeting with, that director is meeting with, they need to affirm, this is what our department is doing. Then they need to say, and these are the three or five things that I'm doing within my department to get those things done. Those two questions are the most important questions. So I want to go through the speed check again. You want to affirm the three economic objectives of the overall company. You want to affirm the three to five things that the department is considering a priority within those objectives. And then the three to five things that this individual employee considers a priority. And you get a chance to check that. So if they say, well, you know, I think I should be doing this, you would say, actually, that I understand why you think that, but I think you should actually be doing this. I'm going to pivot you a little bit. So you're going to be doing this. These personal priority speed checks happen once a week. The brilliance of that is once a week, you're affirming for the second time, because you did it in your all-staff meeting, what the economic objectives of this overall organization are. You've affirmed what the department priorities are, and you've double-checked that the person is actually going to work on the things this week that they need to work on. That's the brilliance of this meeting. It keeps people productive moving in the right direction. Okay. The next meeting that you're going to have is the department stand-up. Now, the department stand-up happens every single morning. This goes no longer than 15 minutes. It's literally everybody in the department stands up and everybody has, has filled out a worksheet. And the worksheet says, what are my five priorities? That comes from the speed check. What did I complete? What is up next? And where am I blocked? Right? So they're going to say, my priority was to write the new uh, copy for the email sequence that's going out. I've completed four of 17 emails. I'm going to get started on email number eight, and I'm blocked because I didn't get the data from over at media on this email that I need to write. And if anybody is blocked, the director actually says, okay, can you email media? And I'll also fire an email over to media and make sure they get that data to you. And you get things moving on the priorities that need to be moving forward at all times. All right, we've got one more meeting, and it is the quarterly performance review. And this is the meeting that every one of your team members 
longs for. I promise you. I don't care. How, I don't care if you have one team member or or two hundred fifty. They all long for this meeting. Every quarter, your director sits down with all of their their people, just like in a personal productivity speed check. Except this is not fifteen minutes. This could be thirty minutes to an hour. And basically, the director has the chance to give them feedback on what they've been working on. So you list the five personal priorities that this this individual have. They answer personally from their own opinion. Have they exceeded at that priority? Did they meet it or did they not meet it? And there's a chance for them to leave comments. What your director does is actually fills out the exact same worksheet from their perspective. So these are the five things that you feel like you should have been working on. These are the five things that I feel like you should have been working on. You feel like you exceeded at some of these. I feel like you didn't meet expectations. And so we have a conversation. And that usually these conversations are uh, the exact opposite. The person says, well, I feel like I met that expectation. And the director says, I don't feel like you met that expectation. I feel like you exceeded in meeting that, that, that you're doing a great job. So, you know, everybody really looks for encouragement. It's one of the things they need. And listen, if, if, if you hire the right people, that's how these meetings go. Now, occasionally you have somebody who didn't meet expectations and that's a coaching conversation. So, hey, you were supposed to get that email sequence done and you didn't meet it. You're saying you met it, but you really didn't need it. We talked about 52 emails. You wrote six. Um, can you tell me where we went, we went wrong? You have those conversations that are really important to figure out what's actually going on here. It's very important that the director does a great job listening and trying to understand the team member's perspective and point of view. You are having this tense conversation in order to reduce tension. You just got to remember that. You're having conversations about we don't agree on what the expectations were and whether or not they were met in order to understand and reduce tension. Every once in a while, and it's just not very often, these conversations surface the fact that you've got the wrong person in the wrong seat or the wrong person working for you, period. I, I, you know, I've had a lot of team members come through over the years. I think there was one person where it was just like, you actually just don't fit. Like we hired you to do something you can't do. It ha- it's so rare. It's so rare. It's even more rare when you are able to realize this person isn't wired for this job, but they really would be wired for this other job. And you can only come to those conclusions if you have these conversations. Quarterly performance reviews are very important. Here's the, the number one reason they're so important is actually for the morale of your team. You know, many of you listening to this are wired like I am. You're visionary entrepreneurs. You are not micromanagers. I joke with my team all the time that my leadership style is to come in and say, we are going to go here. This is the direction that we're going. This is how we're going to get there. And then a month later, walk in and go, how far did we get? <laughs> that you you got to be wired to be able to work with a guy like me or I'm going to drive you crazy, Right. So these quarterly performance reviews are great ways to force entrepreneurial visionary leaders who are great with strategy to have the conversations they need to have with their people. They can't read your mind. It also gives you a great chance to, you know, affirm for yourself what the priorities are. What the, you know, it's great that you have this vision. What are my priorities to accomplish that vision? And you have that conversation together. All right, the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. And today's plan of action is for you to actually take action on running the system. And I highly recommend that you do. 
Go to businessmadesimple.com slash five meetings, businessmadesimple.com slash five meetings to access the actual online course that is going to teach you how to do this. You can even assign, if you have a small operation with six or seven employees, your executive assistant can actually run this for you. They can just make sure that the meetings that you're supposed to be in show up on your schedule and that you've got the templates that you need to fill out before those meetings. So just go to businessmadesimple.com slash five meetings. If you're already a member, by the way, the course just launched. It's called Management and Productivity Made Simple, and I teach you how to do this. If you're not a member, it's $275 freaking dollars instead of half a million dollars. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know where you're from, but I call that value. This was a cry yourself to sleep at night problem for me because I felt like I was spinning so many plates. I felt like I was managing chaos. I felt like we were all wearing so many hats and it was just constant stress. And you know what stress does to you. I mean, the older I get, the more articles I've read and the more worry about what stress can do to you. The stress was alleviated by an enormous percentage when we started operating these five meetings. So if you're not running an execution plan, do it. And if you're a small business with three or four employees and you feel like you don't need it yet, don't wing it. Start running this now. Start running it now. One, it's going to cause you to grow because you're going to get so much more done. You're going to make more money. But also, you don't want to have to reverse engineer some you know, junk drawer of meetings slash chaos system into this in the future. Just build it the right way right from the start. So go to businessmadesimple.com slash five meetings. I hope this was as helpful for you as it would have been for me six years ago. If I would have heard this episode six years ago, I truly believe my company would be twice, we would have grown twice as fast if I would have discovered this six years ago because so much of my personal time was spent trying to solve these problems. I hope we've solved these problems for you on this single episode. All right, everybody. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. See you next week.